Lynn Hay. Uh, Patrick Roberts is no longer uh, a Norwich player. He was recruited by Manchester City, since gone to, to Middlesbrough. How, how do you reflect on his brief time with the club? Yes, first of all, we, uh, Paddy is, uh, is a great guy. We wish him really all the best also for his, uh, his future. Um, of course, it's always a bit uh, unlucky for him and of course he wasn't overly happy with this game time without any doubt because each and every player wants uh, to play more or less each and every minute and he didn't get uh, much. Um, yeah, to be honest, then it's probably uh, the best way also like uh, in, to use the January window uh, when he's not overly happy then to, to allow also, uh, also this move. Um, it was difficult for him. To be honest, it's it's always when you bring bring a player in, it's not always like all the players you bring in can play each and every minute. Yeah, otherwise you would change your your squad or your starting lineup always uh, always completely. Yeah, sometimes it's like for example Sam Byron who plays many many minutes, and sometimes it's also a player who doesn't play many minutes um, but also has an effect. Yeah, his effect was for example. Uh, that we had uh, lots of competition on the on the winger position, and it was a bit unlucky for him, and also a bit unpredictable. But to be honest, also good for us that Todd Cantwell, for example, because of this competition, uh, stepped up so much uh, during the summer. So when I compare Todd Cantwell in last season, it was also important for us, but was uh, struggling a bit to deliver with uh, end products. And you know, okay, there was lots of competition with Emi Buendia, with Oden Landes also with Patrick Roberts and he had to step up in order to protect his place and he did fantastic and the fact that um, um, Patrick had for example was uh, the step uh, step off um, uh, foreman of uh, Todd Cantwell and for that it was positive uh, to, to have him around but of course and after a few months then you have to realize okay for him it's perhaps not the situation that he was uh, looking for and, and for that I think it was also totally okay to allow him to have this move because his behavior was uh, definitely okay so far and for that um, we had pretty pretty honest talks and then we allowed uh, his move and we really wish him uh, all the best. I mean, you talk about Todd uh, Cantwell there, uh, listen, the, the, the transfer window is, is open, mm -hmm. we are what, three days in, already Todd is one of a number of Norwich mm -hmm. players that are being linked with, with other clubs, I mean Jamal Lewis, Emmy Wendy, Max Ahrens, do you fear that, that this month could be unsettling for some of your players? No, we, we had this uh, danger, to be honest, in the, in the past seasons because we were under financial pressure. We Sometimes we had to sell some of our best players. So meanwhile, it's a situation where we could say, okay, listen, we can keep all our, our most important players and, and look a bit perhaps and allow perhaps sometimes a move for the fringe players who are not overly happy because we just want to have players who are really unbelievably greedy to um, work a bit on this little miracle to, to stay in this league. And for that, we have a quite relaxed uh, situation. and. It's quite normal that um, that these rumors are there over a transfer window, especially the January transfer window, and it's also a sign of, of some good work. We have developed uh, several um, really good young players, especially, and they attract perhaps some some interest from from bigger clubs. And it's more like it's more like um, a sign of good good work. So I'm more pleased that there are these rumors at as if there would be any rumor so that that means right now that we do something uh, something right in developing our our young uh, our young players and it's quite normal but i'm quite relaxed because we don't have uh, any financial pressure at all i mean you, you you talked about wanting players that are greedy for the, for the miracle mm -hmm. um, are all your players greedy do they all have the appetite Yes, yeah, so I trust uh, trust my my group of players and each and every uh, of them. So that's quite normal. Yeah, of course, when you have, uh, for example, a group of 
let's say 25 players there and just 11 are allowed to play and each and every player wants to play of course you have two or three players who are always perhaps not in the in the best position in the squad or then it's quite normal that they are think a bit uh, perhaps about a, a different other option it's it's also the same for us and it's more like um it's quite normal that you that you are in talks but in a pretty honest way and all i can say so uh, the behavior of all players so far is, is is quite well. Of course, it's not always that each of the player is overly happy when he's not playing or not in the in the uh, in the squad for game day. That's uh, that's quite normal. Uh, and it's also for us um, up to to be awake if there is perhaps also for us um, yeah uh, another option to to bring for example a player in and and for that we are of course in talks over this uh, January transfer window. But uh, in general, I can judge so we have a really proper and and good good lad group of players and good lads and uh, for that. Um, yeah, we stick together and, and the mood is, is quite good to be honest. So you don't need to sell. Can you resist selling There's a big offer? I can, I can resist if I'm honest. I'm not sure if uh, then really uh, each and every uh, person in the club uh, would, uh, would agree. But um, yeah, to be honest, so it's, it's more um, then also a question for, for our board, for Stuart Weber. Of course, so in this business you can never say uh, never. So it's, it's more like when there's an unbelievable offer for, for any player. And from the business point of view, it makes sense uh, to sell a player. Of course, sometimes uh, it's it's impossible, and that's also a situation. As a head, head coach, you you can deal with it. So I worked uh, also in the in the sporting director role uh, before, and and for that, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much aware that there are also some uh, some necessities from the business point of view, and sometimes um, uh, you never can say never in this uh, in this business, but. Uh, like I said, we are, we are all on the same page. We know that we want to keep our, our best players and no one is anyhow tempted to sell our best players. So we all in the club want to have our best players uh, together with us and, and want to work on this miracle. But um, when there is an offer, then it's also not, not up to me to, to say yes or no, uh, or not only just, just me. So it's also like you also have to recant from the financial point of view. But all I can say at the moment, there's no temptation at all to sell any player. In terms of bringing players in, um, I mean, Stuart Weber made it clear before Christmas that there is money available, you would like to strengthen. Given your position in the table, is it difficult to attract players? Yes, of course. Um, the easiest way is always like when you when you want to spend money to do this in the summer window because there are more options. It's it's the market is a bit a bit cheaper and you can also attract more players. So in January, it's a bit tricky because you just will find players who are perhaps yeah not so much in the their rhythm because uh, if they want to leave a club then probably because they didn't play also from the business part of view it's it's sometimes uh, even more expensive and of course uh, the players are also watching the table and it's more like they're they're working a bit with possibilities so will Norwich for example stay in this in this league or is there perhaps a danger of relegation and if you are in this position um, that we can't guarantee right now to be also allowed to start in the Premier League in next season it makes it even a bit more difficult but that's why I always speak about the the January market is always a, a pretty difficult market and and I'm not tempted to do too much business uh, during uh, during this time uh, but we won't fall asleep so it's more like um, we will stay awake and, and if there is an op opportunity to to strengthen our club uh, uh, our squad we will do this but not out of a panic buy it's more like it it should make sense also uh, also for the future do you sense it might be easier to get players on loan than than, than permanent deals because of where you are in the Yes, sometimes it's it's even a bit easier, but it's also um, I would say it's a second choice to go for a loan player because it's always always better to to have a permanent uh, deal because 
uh, of the commitment and, and also of the desire of the player. So sometimes it's not possible and you have to be a bit creative and uh, and to work with a, with a low deal. But the first choice and the first look is always like um, to go perhaps for permanent because it makes more sense also also for the future and also from the uh, from the business point of view. Is there anything imminent? Is there anything you're working on? Is there any positive news in terms of strengthening the squad? Yes, in the background, of course, you can be sure. So we're working each and every day on uh, on topics, but mm. nothing unbelievable urgent. So there's not one position where we have to say, okay, we need definitely a backup or um, to strengthen this position. I'll be speaking about, but uh, many players and working on many things in the in the background but quite relaxed and quite calmed and could also be that there is no business at all during this uh, transfer window so we won't spend uh, money in a, in, a, in a stupid way um, yeah hopefully one day we, we are in a better position as a club that we can perhaps take a bit more risk or something like this uh, but at the moment uh, we are in this position and if we would have unbelievable financial opportunities we would have uh, done this in the summer so uh, no one can expect that we um, are right now willing to, to spend unbelievable amount of money in this channel a chance. Well, this weekend it's, it, it, it's FA Cup, you're playing against Preston. Um, are, are the matches that follow, you know, against what Manchester United, Bournemouth and Spurs, are they more important in, in, in the bigger picture? No, uh, we play uh, game after game and uh, made it clear since I arrived here I'm a big believer of uh, cup competitions and the FA Cup is, uh, is quite important for us so we won't do anything stupid so we know it's a fifth game in, in 14 days and uh, we won't risk any injuries or won't risk any perhaps injured players or something like this so we will use of course the whole squad uh, in, this, uh, in this moment but just uh, in order to go into the next round so we want to bring the, the best starting line we can bring in in order to, to go into the next round and it's a difficult difficult draw for us um, against a side who is uh, there with, a, with the best um, home record of, of all championship uh, sides and it will be a tough game for us and for that we need to start with a strong starting lineup in order to go into the next round otherwise we could uh, call Preston and say okay listen we allow you to go into the next round we won't travel at all so no uh, when we travel then we travel in order to win the game and that's uh, our attitude last season you played them in the in the championship Norwich did very well by and large away from home and yet you lost 3-1 that's right. So for me, Preston is, uh, is really a unbelievably difficult, uh, difficult draw because um, they are unbelievably dangerous, especially at home. So for me, um, I would say even in the whole country, one of the best pressing sides. So they are unbelievably aggressive and intense in their in their pressing, especially in their home games. And for that, when you have a, a game in the in the cup. Pretty often it's seen that the, the Premier League team is a favourite, so I can't see any favourite in, in this game because there's a team who is fighting for promotion to the Premier League with the best home record in the, in the Championship against a team who is um, yeah, fighting against relegation. The, the gap and the uh, difference is not that big and I would say it's a pretty uh, pretty close game, an open game and, and we have to be at our best in order to, to win this game, that's for sure. But how much is it an opportunity for you to, to rediscover that winning feeling and you know, that feel-good factor? Each and, every, uh, each and every win uh, is important for the mood, for the confidence and with this game um, we have also the chance to extend a bit uh, one, two, three un unbeaten games so it's also then good for the for the confidence, for the mood and to go into the fourth round of the FA Cup um, would be would be of course um, uh, definitely good for the good for the confidence and we want to be as successful as possible in this cup. In, ter in terms of your squad, I mean, do you have any concerns? I mean, the matches that you've played over Christmas, how, how much has that taken out of 
Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult period. We had uh, four games within 10 days and uh, several players were just coming back um, after long-term injuries. Uh, for example, both centre-backs who have played each and every second. Uh, Christoph Zimmermann was out for nearly five months. He had to play right now four games within 10 days. We have to be a bit careful with him and, and uh, it will be a late decision if we play him tomorrow because uh, we have to wait how he uh, recovers. The same as Grant Hanley. So he had to play right now four games within 10 days and uh, uh, before he was just one um, week back in team training, we have also to be unbelievable uh, careful with him. And one thing is for sure, uh, Timo Pukki is out for tomorrow. Um, had to substitute him with a little uh, hamstring problem. It's a little hamstring uh, strain, so he's not available. Also, his, his two um, is still a bit. He's struggling a bit with his uh, with his two uh, that was uh, injured. And I can't predict at the moment if he's available for the Manchester United game. Um, so it will be will be a late decision uh, with him because of this little uh, muscle strain. So a bit more realistic is at the moment that he's probably just back for the Bournemouth game, but we're working to him also back then for the for the uh, game to at Old Trafford. But 100% not for tomorrow, so no chance. Okay, how disappointing is that? We have to deal with this uh, situation. It's a bit tricky because also Josep Drummond just is not back in team training. We expect him to be uh, back um, probably before the Bournemouth game. And also Dennis Rubini as a striker is out. Our only uh, natural striker option at the moment is just Adam Eider. Um, yeah, with a whole CV of, of two Premier League uh, minutes so far. Um, so it's a bit tricky, uh, without any doubt, but uh, we can't change the situation and we have to find some solutions for tomorrow. I hope it, it uh, will look a bit better for, for the game against uh, Old Trafford. I hope uh, Dennis Rabini is back in the mix and I hope also like that uh, Timo is available, but I can't predict it, uh, at least not today. With, with, all, with all those problems, does that make the, the need to get someone in even more urgent? No, because Josep Drimic will be back, um, I would say, in, in 10 days later in, in team training. Also, Tim, Timo Pukki, perhaps he will miss a Man United game. Yes, that's uh, for sure, but but he won't be out uh, much longer. So, maximum we will just miss one Premier League team and uh, game. And also, Dennis Rubini, back problems. It's, I hope it's, it's not too urgent. Um, we won't fall asleep, that's definitely for sure, um, during this January transfer window, but I don't expect that we will bring someone in just for this uh, Man United game and for that. Um, after this, the situation will be uh, much better. Thanks a lot. Daniel, just picking up on the striker situation, I, I think it's fair to say you'd like to maybe get Ider out on loan and get him some experience if, if you're able to do that, but given the striker issues you, you've mapped out there, is that one you're going to have to make? take a view on a bit later in the window because yes. it sounds like at the minute he's probably your only fit and available definitely definitely not in the in the next day so don't expect anything there because he is the only natural uh, striker option at the moment and uh, to play without any striker would be uh, would be tricky so um, yeah of course he's in the age when game time is, is good for him but we have right now a situation where it's a bit tricky because uh, all the three other options are at least out for this game and for that, uh, we won't um, send him out alone uh, before this pressing game, that's for sure. Uh, just some of the other lads, you said midweek, but just to clarify, Farman, no, no chance for this, this weekend, Ralph Farman? No, it looks like he can join us during dream training, um, probably al already during, uh, during um, the next week. Um, so perhaps he's back in the mix for, for Old Trafford, latest I would say for, for Bournemouth, uh, but he's not available for tomorrow. 
What about the, um, because obviously we talked about Patrick Roberts, but coming back the other way, Rocky Bashiri and Louis Thompson, are they available for tomorrow or is that not a possibility? No, it's not not in the plan. So um, they haven't trained so far so far with us and it was too short term and we're looking for some, some other options at the moment and uh, they're not in the mix and won't be travelled with us tomorrow. Uh, on a broader point with those two, is that just the loans haven't worked in terms of the, get, they didn't get the game time you would have hoped when you settled to those two clubs? Yeah, so in general, so it's it's quite quite normal that loans are especially then successful when there is a lot of lots of game time and and sadly I don't want to comment this uh, too much because um, it's more like a, a topic for some some uh, other people but uh, it was uh, it was definitely I think the right decision when they don't have any game time to call them back and uh, to search for some other solutions. And in terms of the game itself, you were asked, but just to clarify, you you can you see a cup game not a, an unwanted extra game in terms of what you're trying to achieve which is staying in the Premier League but could actually if you get a win more of a positive note to push forward again a bit more momentum Yes, first of all, it's a pretty traditional and and um, uh, cup competition. If a cup is, is important and and we want to be as successful uh, as we can be, of course, it's it's not realistic that we will win uh, this cup. That's for sure. Yeah, it's more it's just realistic for Liverpool and Man City, perhaps, um, but it's still possible anyhow. And uh, you try to be as successful uh, as we uh, as we can in, uh, in this competition. And um, it's also important, like for the for the for the mood, for the rhythm, for the confidence and. Um, yeah, of course, it would be would be nice to extend a bit our our um, our unbeaten one, two, three games, and then to travel in this mood also to uh, to Old Trafford. So sometimes um, even an yeah, important cup game or a good performance and win cup game can can lift the mood and the confidence um, uh, also for the uh, for the whole season. So I can remember, for example, when we were able to to beat Cardiff uh, City in, uh, in the Carabao Cup was also a huge boost for us, uh, not not far away. And after that, we start also in the in the league, then unbelievable unbeaten run. So um, it's an important game for us, and uh, we know it's it's a tricky game and difficult, especially also a bit because of the centre back and the striker situation. But um, yeah, a game we want to be successful. Alex Neal as well, guy you know reasonably well, I think. How do you rate the job he's doing there? Do you like him as a coach and how he sets his teams up? I think he's doing a fantastic job. So you could see that the Preston um, team is, is growing from from year to year. So they're not the club with the biggest financial opportunities in, in this league, but uh, they have a, have a team who is... Um, yeah, grown and, and also like with with uh, pretty um, yeah sensible and and really good decisions on the transfer market uh, improved and uh, for that uh, I think he's doing a fantastic job and they have all chances also to be in the mix um, uh, for pro- uh, for fighting for promotion. Uh, you asked about it, but obviously that game of detail that was a very rare thing for you on the run into the title, which was a defeat. And, and that night they almost they were ferocious, wasn't they? That first 20-25 minutes really got in your faces, tried to push you back. Would you expect that type of Alex Neil outlook tomorrow? Yes, definitely, because that's more or less in their DNA and, and uh, they are, for me, really one of the best pressing sides in the whole country. And uh, especially in the home games, they are unbelievably aggressive and, and pretty intense also in, in what they're doing. And it's no uh, coincidence that they are uh, with the best home record um, in, the, in, the, in the whole championship, uh, although they lost recently uh, at home. So that means there's also a chance for the opponent. So it's, it's, not, like, um, it's not like it's a away game, so with all respect, but not like uh, we have to travel to Enfield Road or whatever. So but we have to be aware it's, it's a pretty tricky place and a, a huge task and we have to be at our best in order to uh, to go into the next round. Uh, just a couple more for me for Cam, just on, on the window in general. You asked about the young lads and there's no real pressure on the club to sell but in terms of 
young players making their way, seeing, because I'm sure they do see it now on social media, even if they don't read papers, sadly, but uh, just the mega sums that they see alongside their names in headlines. <coughs> do you feel the need, or have you, have you sat them down and talked to them about that, and just almost just keep your feet on the ground, ignore that noise, and just keep on doing what you're doing? Yes, it's a part of my job also to, to speak with the young lads also about these uh, topics and, and um, that they can judge it in a, in a, in a normal way. So it's, it's also like we speak about, okay, don't pay too much attention uh, to this to this rumors and speculation. So you're not a top class player after five or after ten uh, Premier League games or something like this. So it's more like keep on working. The hard work brought you to into the, this position, but it's also up to my experienced uh, lads in the dressing room. We have fantastic legs who are able to ground them and also the character of the of the young lads is, is quite good so sometimes of course you have to speak about this because they're not that experienced but in general so they're quite humble and and really uh, down to earth and for that i'm not i'm not overly concerned that this, this rumors will distract them so much it's it's a part of the business and they have to to learn a bit uh, how to handle this but my feeling is they do this in a, in a fantastic way and of course, sometimes you also have to help or give a hint or sometimes even a bit more strict in some situations. But uh, overall, I can say, so I've got brilliant young lads and um, if they go for the on in this way, they will definitely make their way. That's final one. In terms of potential incomings, would you be trying to get Stuart to get as much business done earlier or do you have to accept the reality, particularly of January, as you might have to wait? for potential targets? Yes, as a head coach, when you want to do some business, of course, the quicker the better. So that's quite normal because then you have more time to work with them, to prepare them. But also, uh, we have also will also have uh, several games during January. And if they just come back, uh, come in, let's say, in the 31st of January, and, um, and they need then sometimes two or three weeks to, to adapt, then there are just a handful of, of games left. or perhaps a bit more but not that much so um, it's also like you have to keep this in mind if I'm honest I don't expect uh, too many late decisions in, the, in this uh, in this transfer window I don't expect that there will be an unbelievable move in the 31st of, of January um, it's uh, in this terms it's sometimes a big money move so on the permanent uh, thing but I think it's nothing nothing for us uh, so far so um, we work on uh, on a few topics, but uh, without without any pressure, if I'm uh, if I'm honest, and uh, because we're quite realistic uh, about our financial opportunities. Of course, if you ask me right now, I would have many wishes to strengthen our squad without any doubt. So I would like to spend some money, but I'm also realistic enough and committed enough to know about our financial opportunities. And for that, you won't see me here crying for more quality or more individual um, shape. So I I work with what I've got, and and for that, no. Um, no crying for anything so uh, I totally back what we are doing at, uh, at the club and for that um, yeah I'm here and, and I will work with the tools that we have Could you tell us a little bit about your only strike option for this game when he came on against Palace he, he did look physically strong uh, Yes also on the stand on the, on the bench he looks physically strong yeah. because he's physically strong um, in general, and Adam is, is a good lad, so and, um, there are no gifts for us, without any doubt. Of course, it was a bit due to a bit the injury of uh, of, uh, of uh, Timo Pukit, also the injury problems that we have with uh, Dennis Rebeni and, and also Josep Drimic, but also not a gift. So uh, Adam is working uh, quite uh, quite hard each and every day and tries, tries to improve, but if I'm honest, I don't like um, to be too much over the moon when there's let's say, good two minutes or whatever, or uh, too strict with him and there's a poor performance. I can remember his only game so far for us in the, in the starting lineup was at Crawley and uh, after this game, 
he played a bit unlucky and also was anyhow involved in the, in the goal for, for Crawley. Um, everyone punished him a bit like he's too far away and we need other options and we still backed him and supported him and we believed okay he, he can improve and we want to work with him and it's important to be there in this moments also for the for the young lads and right now when he came in and yeah, I think he played three or four minutes yeah he looked sharp he had one good uh, good duel and, and was able to keep the ball but it's not like he saved the world in, in, in this two or three minutes so it's it's important not to expect too much but he, without any doubt he's lots there with lots of potential and he's a good lad and uh, if you can work further on with him and he improves then hopefully you will have a bright future. Marcus Rashford got his chance for injuries to way more experienced and famous players and he took it. Has, has he improved since Crawley to, to make you think he can make an impact? Yes, definitely. So because he's working pretty hard on the training pitch and he has improved without without any doubt. But I wouldn't compare him with Marcus Rashford so far. So he has played yeah. two minutes uh, Premier League time and uh, um, yeah, he's not off the mark uh, from uh, in, in terms of scoring goals. Uh, if it would be nasty, perhaps I would say him Crawley was uh, off the mark, but in the wrong direction. Huh? But um, um, so for that, um, again, he's full of potential. We totally trust him. We totally back him, and he showed on. Uh, uh, on the young level, that uh, he was able, to, he has a he has a gift. Uh, he's able to 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 score goals, and he has this natural instinct. He's a natural born uh, goal scorer, and, and in front of the goals, he has great finishes and and good decisions. And it's it's really like it's a gift, and you have to value this uh, this gift. And um, he's really blessed in this uh, in this in this topics. But um, again, so hard work uh, is always always the answer in order to improve. And uh, yeah, if he if we work hard, then he has a has a bright future. Just one from me, Daniel, and you probably hoped you weren't going to be asked it this time around, but um, there's a game without VAR tomorrow. Oh, yes, sir. Then there's a chance to win it, perhaps. That's <laughs> um, the only thing I'm curious about, over the course of the first half of the season, have you have you done anything or, or given any advice or coached your team in any way to do anything differently because of VAR, because of the offside calls, or is that just in, impractical, as you say? Now, in, in general, so I don't want to waste any energy on, on topics we can't influence. The rules are how, how they are, and the processes in VR are, are how they are, and, and it's not up to me to, to judge it. Um, I was not overly happy with each and every VR decision so far, but we can't change it, and, and I can't accuse my lads for this decision. It's, it is like it is. So, our feeling is, of course, that during this season, all the VR decisions anyhow worked yeah, not in our favor, and, and we have to accept this. So, um, it's not up to me to judge it. Of course, you you have to change and your behavior a little bit. Yeah, for example, when there's a offside flag um, shown and um, uh, the natural instinct uh, before was like the offside flag is shown, then all the players stop to play. So meanwhile, you have to say, okay, come on, play further on, in order to avoid that you concede a goal or that you perhaps score a goal uh, anyhow, and and um, then to be there. But it's also it's it's sometimes difficult, yeah, because I tell my players okay play for the on but also i think the advice is for the for the uh, for the uh, assistant referees is if you are a bit in doubt or if you're not 100 percent sure it's not clear offside then let the flag down and i can remember for example a scene in the last game um the flag was up of the linesman the assistant referee uh, when timo Puki was through in the box and he had one against one situation uh, in the box and the referee thought okay the flag is up clear offside he blows the whistle and when you watch the scene back in the in the TV scenes, yeah, one yard no offside, and and really big chance for us. Team Fuki one against one in the box, 
uh, of the opponent was denied by this. Um, I would say it's also not the best, uh, perfect uh, perfect handling of of this VAR advice for the for the um, assistant referee and uh, of course um, then the, the main referee has to trust anyhow because he thought okay just in a clear and obvious situation he raises flag it was one yard no offside so even they are there with uh, mistakes it's it's difficult yeah and sometimes um, can remember one scene. Uh, before, uh, when when Timo Pukki uh, was not so concentrated in order to play for the on man, he had a great chance, one against one on the goalkeeper, but the flag was raised and he was a bit distracted and was struggling. I think it was was it against Wolves when he was not able to bring the ball into the to the goal. If I'm honest, even if the referees are making mistakes, so I can't accuse my player too much when they are affected anyhow with a with a flag or something like this. It's it's a bit tricky. Yeah? Sometimes the flag is up and the referee decides, okay, no, it's it's too close. We play for the on. Sometimes, like in the last game, he blows the whistle, although it's no offside. It's tricky. So I'm not overly happy with the processes and how we use VAR at the moment. But again, we can't influence it, and we have to we have to deal with it. Anyway.